Welcome to the La Dolce Vita podcast. This is your host, Virginia Rose, and I'm coming to you from the greater Washington, D.C. area. It is a beautiful sunny day, and this is going to be a fantastic episode. Um, My special guest today is Kevin Yoder. He is looking to help people all across the world discover their gifts. He's been in real estate for over 20 years, but more amazingly is his ability to use his mindset coaching program um, through science and psychology to help people um, reach their goals. And whether it be a person or an entrepreneur or a business owner, um, he really helps people um, move forward. So I cannot wait uh, to interview him. So coming up next is Kevin. So don't go away. Today is another beautiful day to make a difference. The Dolce Vita podcast was started to do just that, but we need your help. Through the help of sponsors and donors, we can keep these uplifting episodes coming. We can continue our reach around the world and let our voices be heard. Please help me continue the artist supporting artist movement, touching lives across the world by finding La Dolce Vita Podcast with Virginia Rose on anchor.fm and becoming a sponsor today. Thank you. Keep listening. Keep supporting. We appreciate you. Together, we can rise up. Hello and welcome back. Again, this is your host, Virginia Rose. And as promised, I am here with Mr. Kevin Yoder, 20-year real estate veteran, certified Bob Proctor consultant who uses science and psychology to help salespeople, entrepreneurs, and business owners. So excited to have you here, Kevin. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Virginia. I appreciate it. Happy to be here. Oh, thank you. I'm so glad to be back. I was recently traveling in California, so it feels so good to be back to the show. The show absolutely um, just fills my spirit every day, and I love interviewing people from all around the world. So um, tell our listeners a little bit about your background and where you're from. Where in the world are you? Yeah, I'm in a, I'm in a, a medium-sized town in West Michigan called uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan. So we're, we're kind of home to Gerald R. Ford, and if you've heard of this little company, called Amway. That's where Amway is in Grand Rapids, Michigan. It's a beautiful town on the river for about a 30-minute drive to Lake Michigan. So if you look up on the map, and people get Michigan confused with Wisconsin. I'm not really sure about that one, but <laughs> it happens all the time, or even Minnesota. So we're Michigan. We're the mitt. We often refer to where we live in the state by holding our hand up, and everyone from Michigan does the same thing. It's kind of weird, but it's just something we do. Uh, Grand Rapids is just near Lake Michigan, which is the big lake that runs uh, horizontal or uh, vertically on the west shore of Michigan. So born and raised here, and uh, love the area, and and also enjoy traveling around the country because uh, in the world actually because we have quite the nasty winters. So me and the family like to get on out of here when it's 
nasty and come on back when it's not. And um, so I'm a, you know, I'm a father of uh, three beautiful children, uh, 15, Lucy's 15 and Lila's 13 and Henry's 11 and um, beautiful wife, Jennifer. And I just um, super passionate about my family and, and being with them and experiencing life with them, which is why I'm really passionate about helping other people do the same thing and being able to spend more time with their families and having a, an existence that allows for that. So uh, born and raised here, uh, did live in other parts of the country, but found my way back to West Michigan, mostly for family, and got started in real estate about 20 years ago. And uh, I haven't looked back since. Before that, I will add a sidebar that I had about 33 jobs before I got into real estate. And it was sort of a running joke with my family that, oh, there you go again, that other job. And the reason is because I could never land on something that would give me all of the things that fulfill me, mm. mostly an ever-changing environment, uh, mostly big challenges. I love negotiations. I love marketing. I love helping people. I love strategy. I love challenges that are different every day. I love meeting new people. You know, all of that wrapped into one particular industry was very appealing to me. And um, so, you know, here I am today, but still, still running fast and uh, coaching my team and and now I've transitioned as well into a consultant for Proctor Gallagher Institute, otherwise known as a Bob Proctor consultant. And I find most of my passion lies right there. But I'm able to, to help coach real estate agents as well, as well as entrepreneurs all over the world using that science and psychology that you started off uh, sharing and uh, really passionate about that. And that's where my purpose lies is helping people break through and finding their their, their purpose here. And uh, we can talk about that if you'd like. Yeah. And I just want to say, I love that your family is in your heart space and that that is what drives you. Um, I know with me uh, explaining to teenagers that you, you do it all for them. Um, they don't always understand, but 100%, like I have three children as well, and they're actually similar age uh, difference than yours. They're a little bit older than your kids, but it's all for them, right? As entrepreneurs, um, uh, putting our, our one foot in front of the other, even when we're scared, um, failing sometimes and having to, to scoop ourselves back up, even when we haven't even recovered from whatever that break was that, that broke us down and we weren't able to succeed. But keeping that brave face on for them is so important. And I just love that you touched on that and that you shared about that because my, my children are really, really important to me as well. And I do it all for them. And sometimes yeah. they don't understand that me doing a painting or a photo shoot or travel is is for them um but it is and and i love i love that you just you started right out of the gate with that that's you know that's yeah. amazing and your family is very lucky to have you and vice versa so super Thank awesome you. yeah and, and I, I feel the same way about about you in, in your um uh, your parenting with your children and i think i want to make a, a clarification here too because i think it's important as i do when i coach with with entrepreneurs is when i ask them you know what their purpose is and what's what their what their purpose is, and it's a challenge because we talk about the, the passion and, and, and that heartfelt place for our children. We cannot love them more than we do. Uh, you can't even explain that. At the same time, when we, oh gosh, it's hard to, to even use words to, to explain this, but when that is the, when someone uses that as their reason for, for you know, being successful, the challenge with that then is then it, 
they often will fall short because the challenge is that you're you're then will make excuses and rationalizations because the, the family won't hold you accountable to that. In mm-hmm. other words, I'm doing all this for them and I'm doing, I'm going to work and I'm making things happen and I'm helping people. I'm bringing value to the marketplace and it requires that I do all these things and I'm staying committed and dedicated and focused and I'm moving the needle and then we can go on vacations and be together. But guess what? If I don't do all the things I promised, uh, it, then, then, then we're just going to lower that standard for the family. So I'm conscious of the, of, of, I'm conscious of that because I'm also, my purpose lies in, it's it's kind of the sun out there, and it's it's always something I'm focused on. My family is a big part of what keeps me motivated and inspired. And I look up to a photo just to the right of me every t- every single day and every time I'm feeling a little bit discouraged. Things aren't quite working out, you know. That's a good one. That's a good one. You know, sometimes we need that reminder, and I actually really appreciate you saying that. Um, My son, when we were in California, you know, I told him this is going to be half vacation and, you know, half moms get to work. And I was still getting a lot of phone calls and I was trying to spend time with him. And he went into um, my business partner and he had made a little statement, something along the lines of, I wish mom uh, didn't get so many work calls. I just want to spend time with her. And my business partner so graciously, and he's a very dear friend. He's also a mentor and like like a father to me. Um, he pulled me aside and he said, "Hey, you know, I know I know this trip. You do got to do some business, but you're and I spend I try to spend as much time with him as possible. But you know, sometimes you're like, oh, I just got to take this call or I gotta you know just this one more email. Let me just let mom just send this real quick. Sometimes it's absolutely okay to say, you know what, no." I'm turning my ringer off. People will survive for a few hours, a couple of hours without me. Um, I don't have to send this email right this second. It's not an emergency. Um, And for the rest of the time, the remainder of the time that I was there, I was so mindful to make sure that I did my business, you know, in the morning when he was still sleeping or maybe in the evening, you know, when things were winding down, you know, very quickly. And I would say, you know, please excuse me. Uh, buddy, I just got to do this one, you know, little thing, but I was so mindful, but had my business partner not pulled me aside and said, Hey, you know, I just want to let you know that because sometimes your kids won't say it directly to you because, but they're watching and they're observing. So I love, 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 uh, that you brought that up. And I hope that the listeners, um, take that message today as, you know, don't let time pass you by focus on your family and the reason that you're doing what you're doing and why you're working so hard. So on that note, on that note, and I thank you for that so much. um, Do you think that hard work is the best way to achieve success, Kevin? You know, I used to think that I used to think that. And what, what has happened over the last three or four years is I come to realize that it's, it's not hard work alone. In fact, the word hard work carries with it these presuppositions that that's the path and it has to be hard. Mm. So what I've learned is why does it need to be, I learned to ask the question, why does it, does it need to be hard? Can it be fulfilling? Can it be exciting? And can it even be challenging without it being hard? And what I found is that when you find something that you are really good at and it comes natural to you. It, it's not. It's not painstaking because you love to do it, and you're 
filling a void in the marketplace. You're helping people. There's some, there's a there's definitely a need for this product or service. And then finally, you're being compensated for it. Mm-hmm. You've just fulfilled the, the 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 circle there, where where passion, purpose, and vocation, and then now um, occupation all blend well there together. So I don't believe that that's that's it needs to be hard. I there's a story in this wonderful book written by Price Pritchett called U Squared. And in it, he opens the book with this story about um, he's watching a fly um, burn out his, his last moments of life. He's and he's 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 in a frenzied effort for survival, and he's um, banging through. He's trying to fly through the glass of a window pane. And he says the wings tell a, a story of the fly's strategy: try harder. And he said, but it's not working. This this strategy offers no hope for survival. He said, ironically, the struggle is a part of the trap because it's impossible for that insect to, to try hard enough to succeed at breaking through the glass. And he said, it doesn't matter, though. This instinct, this this uh, insect has this instinct that has him staking his entire life on getting to a goal through basically working harder and raw determination. And he says that it's it's doomed. It'll just die there, you know, on the windowsill. So he says the challenge, the the irony is that ten steps away, the door was wide open the whole time, mm. and ten, ten seconds of flying, and that uh, fly would have made made its way to the outside. And with a fraction of the effort, you know, that he would have spent trying to get through the window. So that's a that's an example. I was like the fly, and I was trying to try harder. And it wasn't getting me any further. So U squared is is a wonderful approach to this because it has this understanding that it doesn't. It, it's not a. You don't have to take this this linear approach to success. We can figure out elegant ways. We can use intuition. We can ask for guidance. And when we do this this different approach, we get insights that we wouldn't get otherwise. Just by gritting our teeth and going after it is not going to bring us the success we are seeking. But we have to go inside and really get clear about what we want, who we are, and ask for guidance. I mean, intuition is powerful, and you get the ideas, the the ideas, the the glimpses, the motive, the internal inspiration, the flashes of a concept that come to you when you're when you're in that space. And and that's what that's what I found to be far more helpful than just going in and trying to crush it with muscle and, and tenacity. Those things are helpful for sure. Because you'll push through when you're tired, you know, when you don't mm-hmm. really feel like it. And, you know, willpower is one thing. But I, I don't like the word hard because I always like to ask, what if it was easy? You know, what if it was easy? Right. You know, everyone says, like, business is supposed to be hard. It's going to be hard for 10 years. It's going to be hard. Well, whoa, 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 back it up a second. If you start off, uh, there's, I'm forgetting who the who said that. It was a quote. He said that your your attitude as you enter any endeavor, any difficult endeavor, your attitude is going to determine your success rate far beyond anything else, far beyond the circumstances. Wow. So I, I like, yeah, I had to go into, to anything now with a new, with a new question, which is, um, what if this was easy? What if it was fun? And it's really served me. I've written speeches in seven minutes that, uh, folks said, I'm so glad that you were so well prepared. I'm like, I wasn't prepared. I just <laughs> took some notes and jotted it down because they asked the question, what if this was easy? What if it was easy to write a speech in five minutes? Well, it opens the mind. It's a great question. I love that. What a great perspective. And I just want to, I want to add to what you just said. Somebody gave me some wise words um, the other day because I put it as an artist, I think artists as entrepreneurs, we are so hard on ourselves. You know, everything always has to be 
perfect, okay? That P that comes in, perfection. And, and we always wanna, you know, everything to be exactly on time. And, and it causes a panic sometimes because we're, uh. we want everybody, like we're working really hard on this project, right? And she said something to me. She said, uh, when you feel panicked, pause. And now every time when things get like really, really hard and I'm feeling like, oh, I got to get this done. I just pause and I step back and say, I'm making this way too hard on myself. This could be way easier. I just need to relax for a moment and then go back to the drawing board instead of seeing it with those, those, um, iron fist type of eyes that are like, okay, this has to get done. This has to get done because as an entrepreneur, I mean, we don't always have somebody standing behind us, a manager or boss or somebody saying, you know, you need to get this done. We really have to, to rise to the occasion and we have to, um, you know, just make sure that we get it done and, and put that onto ourselves. So I love that you made such a, a wonderful point with that. It actually doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't mean that you're not a hardworking individual, but what yes. you're doing doesn't have to be so hard uh, that you cause yourself stress and, and, and adrenal fatigue and, you know, burnout. Burnout is a big one that you can cause yourself. So uh, yeah. another excellent point. Okay, so we're going to shift a little bit and we're going to talk about uh, self-image. As a coach, I know this is a topic that you like to speak into, so I'm just going to give you the floor here. And what would you like to talk about regarding this? Yeah, so I appreciate you teeing this one up, Virginia. I find myself gravitating towards and navigating towards this, this conversation more than any other in my coaching world. And the reason is when you start to delve into the image, you start to understand that it is the, it, it's the linchpin, it's the bedrock under, up, upon which our entire personality rests, which then is also responsible for our level of, of commitment towards a project. It's responsible for how we show up in the world in every way. It's responsible for our sales. It's responsible for the level of success in our business. It's responsible for who we attract to us as as mates. Because underneath it all, it's the self-concept. It is the I am. It is the sort of person that I believe that I am. And I'll start off by, and I think if I'm really introspective about it, it wouldn't take much to realize that the reason why I gravitate towards this topic more than any other is because this is the thing that I figured out that has allowed me to accomplish what I have. Mm. It's not on what I'm doing, but who I've become in the process. And that for me is is the absolute most important thing that I've figured out in in the success journey is who I've become. So it's a be, do, have concept. It's not a do, have, be. Put the be first. And so I always like to start off by sharing this this three-sentence framework, which is I am not who I think I am. I am not who you think I am. I am who I think you think I am. Wow. So, well, that that was a wow for me, too. And when, when I heard Bob Proctor say that, it, it, took me, it took me about three days to wrestle with that one, trying to figure out what the heck was this all about. And I started to really internalize that. I, get, I understand what that means. The I am is a self-concept. It's, it's the ego ideal, the self-image. It's the sort of person that we believe we are. And this concept came out of Maxwell Maltz's work. He wrote this groundbreaking book, Psycho-Cybernetics, back in the 60s. And at the time, 
they called the self-image the greatest psychological breakthrough of the entire century. And so what they had us understand here is that we have two images. We have this one image that we project to the outside world, like what we see in the mirror, like what we might post on Facebook, you know, the fancy version of ourselves that we want everybody to see. That's that version. But there's this deep down image inside of us. It's what we are, who we are, and what we're really, what we believe that we're worth. It's, and it's also how the world sees us. Mm. So when, and what Maltz did is he was a plastic surgeon. So he did surgery on the patients and he removed something on their face or repaired their nose or some sort of disfiguration. And he found out that there was often a big difference in their personality. There was a noticeable uh, psychological improvement he also found out though that there were many patients and nothing changed at all regardless of the success of the surgery so what that led him to postulate was that holy cow there are actually two images here and that began the body of work that he went into and there's all sorts of science and, and study on that one of them from from prescott leckie who who did an entire he committed decades of work on this with school children who were deemed to be, you know, unintelligent. And once they were labeled as such, their grades were basically a reflection of that internal belief system. And once they were able to change that identity by words of affirmation and literally handing them a new identity, letting them know that they are smart and they are God's highest form of creation. Well, isn't it interesting that their, their grades followed that? And, so, let, and let me stop you just for a quick yeah. second. I just want to um, say something about the words of affirmation because I listen to them every single day and at least for a minimum of 10 sure. minutes. Sometimes I need an yeah. hour, depending if I've had a bad day the day before or or something yeah. I'm wrestling with something um, in meditation work. But I just want to validate you and just uh, remind our listeners um, that positive affirmations absolutely do work. Um, you, Your mind... Um, is not what you think it is. And it's a supercomputer. And whatever you program it, that's what it's going to follow. So you have to make sure that you are putting good things in it. If you tell yourself you're fat, or you tell yourself that you're, you know, you're not going to get the job, or you know, you're speaking negatively, um, your brain will follow suit. So make sure that you're putting um, good stuff in so your supercomputer can work the way that it needs to work. So go ahead, Kevin, thank yeah, you for allowing you, me to add you that. You got it. That's exactly right. And that, that is, affirmations is one way for doing this. Uh, Napoleon Hill brings this up and Think and Grow Rich. By the way, Think and Grow Rich, the, the manual for success and not just becoming wealthy, but um, abundant in all areas of life. It happens to have a slant towards becoming extremely wealthy, but in it, he has an entire section uh, with this concept, which he calls it auto-suggestion, mm. which is, which is, the words we use to talk to ourselves over and over again. So, and as it applies to the self image, how we got our image to begin with was based on programming. We were programmed at an early age between the ages of zero and seven years old. Some say eight, somewhere in that range, zero to eight, our, our subconscious mind was wide open. We were downloading data from our environment, our parents, grandparents, television, radio, all those influence teachers all around us, even sometimes church and, and it doesn't matter it's downloading whatever's going on in the environment not just the words people are using but their vibration the essence how are they what are they talking about what's the dinner table conversations like just downloading just like a computer does for seven years over and over and over again it's a process of repetition that is programming at its best and more often than not at its worst so that's how we develop this 
And so now we have it locked in. Our conscious mind begins to develop around age seven, and now we have the personality. It's locked in there. And we spend most of our lives, if not all of our lives, living out the program, running the program that runs beneath the surface, hence subconscious, running 95% of how we show up in the world. That's why it's called subconscious. If it was conscious, we would observe it, grab it, and fix it right away. But we don't know it's there because it's running everything, everything. So, um, you know, because we don't, you know, we don't, <laughs> this is a part of my coaching, we don't do what we know, we do what we're programmed to do. Wow. That's extremely frustrating for people because they're asking the question, why can't I just do the thing that I know I need to do? It's because you're not programmed to do that. We all know what to do. We know we shouldn't put bad food in our face. We know we're not supposed to eat French fries, but good good gravy, they're good, right? Um, there's a whole <laughs> list of things that we know we shouldn't do and we should do, and we all know how to be successful in business. You, you prospect daily. You market aggressively. You put yourself out there, but the challenge is that programming underneath the surface suggests something completely different. And so Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's like the thermostat. So a thermostat in our house, we have it set at a certain temperature. And like that thermostat, our image controls and regulates the temperature of everything we get. We cannot run it, cannot will it. Just like in the house, when we have it set at 70 degrees, it'll hold the temperature at 70. And if that front door kicks open in Michigan, I'll tell you, it's going to get cold real fast. The cold air is going to rush in that temperature. That, that thermostat is going to pick up that, or the thermometer will pick up that, that temperature deviation. It'll kick a signal back to the thermostat and to the furnace, and it'll turn the furnace on, thereby bringing it back to temperature again, back to 70, back to homeostasis. So our image is the same way. We begin to work harder because we followed a certain program that suggests we should do so, but we will hit a plateau because our image says, wait a minute, get back here. It's why a diet is a doing solution to a being problem. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not. A, it's not going to the center. It's going to the circumference. Dieting is an activity that that is done, but ultimately, deep down inside, the image needs to be changed if there's going to be long term, long term results because of Absolutely. because of the image. Yeah, and I want to say, um, I actually just started um, reading Think and Grow Rich. Uh, Brett D. Scott had recommended it to me and for you listeners, please, I recommend this book, um, pick it up. I haven't finished it yet. And it's chapter 12 is about the subconscious mind. Um, I haven't gotten there yet, but now, uh, having this conversation, I'm probably going to fast forward a little bit and go over that because self-image is so important. And if you've grown up with any traumas in the past or anything you were maybe you had a a coach that was really negative like a a sports coach or you know a teacher that told you you weren't very smart um or whatever a parent maybe you know whoever it was in your life that that broke you down and didn't support you where you needed um you have some work to do in reprogramming that self-image and that's why i think it's so important to have uh, mentors and coaches. And that's why I love interviewing um, so many of you guys on this show. I'm very picky about the ones that I interview because I want to make sure that they are authentic like yourself and like Stacey V and Brett and all these wonderful, amazing, amazing coaches that have come onto my show. But uh, it, it's it's really important to have a soundboard. So I just want to 
to say that to anyone that's listening to this show that don't be embarrassed. Don't um, actually be the opposite of that. Uh, setting out to um, have somebody in your life that's that's a, a life coach or a mindset coach or a soundboard or a psychiatrist or whatever it is that you can bounce things off of so that you can uh, reflect and have a positive self-image is extremely important. I've had to do the work myself and I think it's almost, Kevin, it's a never-ending uh, mission and life. You, you, you don't right when you think you're there, somebody yeah. will call you out on something and you're like, Oh, wow. Okay. I need to go back. I have some work to do. And I want to talk sure. to you about yeah. ego. Okay. So yeah. about the yeah. word ego, when you hear the word ego or you're dealing with a client and the word ego, what does that word mean to you? And then I'm going to tell you what it means to me and yeah. how I deal with it. So that is a wonderful question. And so what, what here's, here's my, and I, I have, I've shared on this so much. It's another place that I go to what, what I ego is to me is, is that which, that which holds the identity firmly in place. Now, if you think about that for a second, so this is, this is upon my research and proper application of this. We have the ego and spirit duo running, running the show for us. Spirit is for expansion and fuller expression. In other words, the, the the God force within us, infinite intelligence, God, spirit, whatever you want to call it, is is urging us forward. There's a reason why we have desires. Where did they come from? De sire is Latin for from the Father or of the Father. We have re- there's a reason why there's something bubbling up inside of us. It's because spirit is for expansion and fuller expression. Ego was given to us to hold the identity firmly in place. That's wonderful. That's a fantastic thing because if our ego is strong, our self-image is – the ego ideal is self-image. And so we have that identity that's strong and confident and powerful and it believes that we can do anything we set our mind to. That's wonderful because that identity is locked out and in tight. The challenge is that if it's not, if that image is – think about a, the center of a golf ball. And there's a there's a hard core to that, and the exterior is protected by that by that sheet, by that rubber, by that you know the bouncy part. Well, inside of that is that is the image, and it, and it doesn't want to change. See, the ego wants to stay where it is because it says this is the I am, I am the I am. So when we go to make change to that, it's like pulling a root out of the ground. There's a lot or a, a plant out of the ground or a weed. There's plenty of roots that hold it firm for good reason because spirit wants us to change and adapt and grow and improve and to express our true self. And ego says, I'm fine where I am. I'm not changing. This is who I am. And so once we understand what's at play here, we can be gentle with the ego and embrace it and work on killing off the version of that that is no longer serving us and not in alignment with our goals. And I didn't I'm finished on this one piece here. You said we're always working on our self-image. <laughs> Just as soon as we think we've gotten there, that's exactly right. Because if you look at it like a thermostat in a house, if I'm at 70 degrees and my goal is at 100 degrees, I'm not judging myself. I'm completely aware that I need to get to. I have a 30% delta between where I am and where I want to go. That's it. I need to adjust the image. And so when – I loved your example. You said when you think you've gotten somewhere with your image or your confidence and then something happens and you see yourself acting a certain way, perfect. That's absolutely feedback. That's a data point. Mm -hmm. That's a data point, right? So it's being aware. And so um, what what we know then is that our natural reactions, our reactions are natural. 
It's literally a natural re- so uh, reactions to life are natural. If this happens and I respond this way, knee jerk, that tells me who I really am. So when that happens, I can observe my natural reaction, and I know right there, I can literally point it. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. That was so not in alignment with who I say I am. I know I have some work to do, just like you said. So there's, there's my, there's my um, impression of the ego and how it works for us and against us. That's a, that's a good one. And uh, I have to make a, a little uh, joke that my, uh, my stylist, Tone, he used to say, don't make me get out of character. And, and, and joking around like and snap his fingers. It's like yeah. when, when you see that moment where you're getting out of character and you're like, okay, this is not who I am or who I strive to be. Maybe this is me in this moment, but this is not who I want to be. And for me, ego um, stands for edging God out. Uh-huh. Um, that's how I use it as a soundboard. Uh, different people, uh, you know, translate it in different ways. But anytime that I feel like I might be getting what you say, like your grandfather used to say, uh, too big for your britches or, you know, something like that. I try to remind myself spiritually that I don't want to edge God out and I don't want to, um, be misaligned. And I try to use that as my, as my soundboard to say, okay, you need to be a little bit more humble. You need to be a little bit more kind. Um, you need to remind yourself that, you know, what where your center is. And I ask people to do an exercise where they place their hand over their heart and they ask their heart what it wants. And that also helps to get out of that ego mindset. I'm not talking about a fancy car. I'm not talking about a bigger house or, you know, a a, a girlfriend with bigger boobs or whatever the whatever people want to fantasize about in their yeah, minds yeah. we're talking about what does your heart want uh what are your dreams what is your purpose what is important that makes your spirit aligned and feel good so on that note we're going to take a really short break and when we come back with Kevin we're going to talk about miracle morning process so don't go away stay with us and we'll be right back after this quick break Now that you saved me, I think as you gave me a solid revival, I put it all right up. Rise up, rise up, rise up, rise up. I see it. I heard about the power. Hello and welcome back again. This is your host, Virginia Rose, and I am here with amazing mindset coach, uh, Kevin Yoder. He is a dad. He has been an entrepreneur uh, among so many, so many different things that we talked about in the first segment, and I'm so happy to have him here for the second segment. Thank you guys, listeners, for sticking around. Again, welcome back, Kevin. You're awesome. I appreciate you Thank so you. much. Thank you. You are too. Thank you very much, Virginia. I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. Well, before we went to break, um, we talked about uh, Miracle Morning Process, and that was the next upcoming question. So I'm going to go ahead and throw that to you. What is Miracle Morning Process, Kevin? Break it yeah, down for us. So this is, this is big. When I started to coach entrepreneurs 
through my Bob Proctor coaching program, they, they'd ask me like, what do I need to know up front? What do I need? What's the most important thing? And of course they thought I was going to give them some earth shattering advice, you know, mindset stuff. And, and in a way it is, but it's not the answer that they thought I was going to share. I shared with them this, and this is what I share with agents getting into real estate. As they're thinking of anybody that's thinking about getting into real estate, they ask what's one thing they should know about getting into real estate or if they want to be on my team, especially what's the first thing they should do, or maybe there's a book they should read. And they're thinking I'm going to give them some real estate treatise, or maybe it's the millionaire real estate agent. Nope, none of that. And the reason why is because I learned from a brilliant man. His name is Hal Elrod. He wrote this book with the title, the miracle morning. And in it, he described his, his life altering moment of being basically dead for a period of time in a car accident. And he came back to life and realized that he had a purpose to fulfill mm. and he had a mission here on earth and he realized that in order to accomplish his mission which is helping entrepreneurs and business owners and that he, he had to create some space for himself that charged himself up in the morning so that he could show up the best version of himself and he created he wanted to create a framework around it because when we talk about getting up and working on ourselves in the morning people get really confused it's too fuzzy it's there's no starting point there's no end point and that creates confusion whenever there's confusion people don't move and so he wrote the book the miracle morning and in it he created an acronym which helps us understand what do you do in the morning i used to get up early and i check email well that wasn't exactly a miracle morning <laughs> so this is in fact it's the opposite there's a book written never check email in the morning there's a reason okay so this is this is the part where we're being intentional about personal growth we have a period of time for me it's about an hour and a half where i tap into the spiritual side i you meditate pray it's still be silent, I visualize, I use affirmations, I breathe. Deep breathing has been a more of a recent part of it. I read for at least 20 to 30 minutes. And um, I also, you know, look at my use gratitude. So I use my gratitude journal. So there's all of that. And I also review my goals. And then finally, I work out as a final piece. So we have spiritual we have personal growth, we have mental, we have calmness of mind, we have infusing new information into our brain so that we can share more. We can't pour from an empty cup. So if we are we're, we are essentially mm -hmm. the same person we were 10 years ago, short of the books we are reading and the people we're hanging out with. There it is. And you may be 10 years older, but that's just your body. How much more, how much more wisdom are you able to impart on others to make their lives more enriched? It's going to be based on that and working on yourself. So then what happens is, 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 and I'll get back to his process in a minute, but I, it's called the process of triangulation. So think and grow rich, for example, that book is something that I am, I've assimilated. I've taken it in and now through triangulation, I'm triangulating Napoleon Hill's words, wisdom, 20, over a quarter of a century of interviewing the most successful people that walk the planet. Andrew Carnegie, Henry Ford, Thomas Edison. That's the wisdom in that book. And we get to stand on the shoulders of those giants. It's amazing to think about it that way. And take that, and then I take something like The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace D. Waddles, and take his version of that, and then maybe pick up U Squared from Price Pritchett, and the list goes on and on. Now we're triangulating information, so I'm bringing it in, running it through the filter of my life experience, 
deciding what it means for me and more importantly now how I can use this information to help others. So I read to teach. Reading to teach for me actually has me paying attention to it far more than someone who's reading to just digest and cram another book on the shelf. Mm -hmm. A whole different level of learning. So um, the process, he, the acronym is Scribers and it's um, silence, um, reading, Oh, goodness gracious, I'm going to forget that. It's, <laughs> the okay. acronym. Uh, it's silence, reading, affirmations, uh, exercise. So in that in that uh, acronym lies the, the, the process. If you want to know more, pick up this book. It's wonderful. But it's like, for me, it, it's like without doing that, it'd be like not having air. And, oh, yes. Um, you know, it's because here's the thing. Like, let's say let's say I don't work out. I can tell. I have. I have far more energy than, than the, the agents running in my office that are 20 years younger than me or 30 years younger, right? I'm not that old, but, like, you know, but, <laughs> but, you know, I do because I work on myself and I, and I power myself in the morning so I can, I can go from 5.30 until 8 and still not be tired. Not every day, but 90% of the time. It's because of that miracle morning process. And if they're not, if someone isn't doing that, they're not able to observe the difference it makes not only in mindset and heart set, but also in high energy and metabolism and all those other far reaching benefits that, that extend beyond the actual hour and a half time block that is done every single day with consistency. Absolutely. I'll tell you, um, it changed my life. Um, after working in, um, you know, modeling industry, photo shoots, you know, always, uh, working, um, doing casting agency stuff. It was always a go, go, go world. And there's a reason that people in the industry or Hollywood industry uh, burn out and they, a lot of them, they die a lot sooner than they should. Um, same goes with athletes. And when you don't take time for yourself to reflect, to pause, to really press the pause button and listeners, I really want you to tap into this. Um, it will stop you in your tracks someday. Um, I noticed Kevin, that when I started doing that, that morning practice, and I wasn't even aware that there was, it was called a process or anything like that. Um, a few years ago, I just basically stopped and said, I'm not talking to anyone before 11 o'clock in the morning. And I am going to use that time uh, for myself as reflection and positive affirmations and all the all these wonderful things um, I take a huge bubble bath every morning and I don't care I don't care if people are judgy or call me bougie or you know oh she's such a queen no I'm aligning myself and filling my cup like you said so that I can give the best version of myself to the world and you know what it did for me Kevin it made me smarter the brain fog went away. I was yeah. able to retain more information. I was able to take on more projects. Um, people would give me compliments. Are you getting younger? Like, you know, and I'm like, really? And it, I started to feel more beautiful and I didn't look so tired. I I look happier and more refreshed at 38 than I ever did at, at, at 28. And that has wow. nothing to do with the ages of my children. I, I was doing even a lighter load back then than I'm doing now as far as brands and projects. But I, I woke up, I checked my phone and it was like, who needs me? What do I need to do next? I wasn't comfortable allowing a Facebook message or an email to sit. Like you said, you should never check those messages right in the morning. Now I only talk to people that I care about, that I love, that I genuinely want to speak to in that morning 
hour if I so choose to. So I'm so glad that you brought up about this morning process because it will change your life as an entrepreneur. It will change your life as a mother or father. It will change your life as an employee. I mean, just across the board. Uh, also, it'll probably prevent you from having a heart attack. I'm not a doctor and I'm not putting that. I'm just saying if you take care of your body, it will take care of you. So I'm so very glad that you touched on that miracle morning process because it really is a miracle to take that time. And it can be, I, I just recently started walking every day for 15 to 30 minutes uh, down the beach and in the nature preserve. It's right there. And so many days I'm, I'm we get chained to our desks, right? And yes, we don't yes. make the excuse to get up. It's not okay to just walk around with a headset on. You need to unplug. You need to rejuvenate your spirit. It's important for your soul. Take a bubble bath, relax, and have that time. Meditate, affirmations, all that good stuff. So thank yes, you. I love it. I love it. I think, I think, yeah, and thanks for sharing that. I now I have a new one to add to the to the list, which is which is Scriber Scriber BB, which is bubble bath at the end. That's it. It's that's water. Like a great idea. <laughs> it's okay. So if you're familiar with chakras, and for those of you um, that believe that we do have chakras, we have a crown chakra. Um, so if you take a hot shower or cold shower, whichever you preferred based on your practices, um, it's, it's cleansing. And then also, um, in the bathtub, um, it, it also, it cleanses you. And if you read about water, it doesn't matter what your astrological sign is or anything like that. Um, water, it just washes away your troubles. It washes away. And also you're usually, unless you're, you know, getting romantic with somebody, you're usually in there by yourself. So you don't have, you know, mommy, daddy, you don't have anybody asking you anything, hopefully not. And you are alone and still and, and, and vulnerable. So you can take that time for yourself, um, to align your mindset and, and that's when I listen to my affirmations um, because it's it's a quiet time. And I always make the joke, and I've made the joke on the on this show before, um, you know, if I don't want my kids to bother me, I just say, hey, I'm naked and don't come in. And that's the one time that I can actually listen to my affirmations, my Deepak Chopra, my Tony Robbins, whoever I choose um, to listen to and take that time for myself because life does get busy and it gets stressful. And we want to answer that phone every time it rings. We want to send that text every time we see that little, you know, um, you know, notification come across our screen, but it's very important to unplug and take those times. And you're actually not being selfish. And if anybody tells you you're being selfish, it's actually okay to be selfish sometimes. Um, right. We get that word as if it's like a really, oh, you're being so selfish. Actually, I'm taking time for myself so that I can give to others. So really important yeah, there. That's right. That's exactly right. It's like the, you know, the airplane that's uh, not doing too well in the air. They say the first thing they say is to put your mask on first so that you can help other people it's the same way amen exactly my right. friend daniel right. says that all the time i love it yeah. if you don't have oxygen right. how are you helping anybody else so right. there you go oh exactly wonderful right. i love this episode so much and and we we still have more time but i'm i just up to this point i'm being inspired by you kevin i love all these topics and i Thank really you. hope the listeners um are being inspired because this is some really great content to just make a little bit of a shift if you're feeling um, overwhelmed, you, you have some burnout, you're not reaching your goals. And that's what we're going to talk about next. What is the process, Kevin, um, that you feel is best for goal setting and then actually achieving those goals? Some people use vision boards, some people um, uh, make a wall of purpose, or they use post-it notes or something. So what do you feel uh, in your mind works best and that you use, you know, with your clients? Yeah, so we, we, 
my coaching program has lessons within it and we work through different lessons and the lesson the first lesson that we engage in is a goal setting lesson and it's based on the work of earl nightingale which is my mentor bob proctor's mentor earl nightingale was the first radio host to introduce personal growth and development back in the 50s and 60s so this this lineage is is deep and wide but this concept of the worthy ideal which is this goal that is worthy of us so it's a question of is this goal worthy of me not rather rather than am i worthy of the goal mm. so we're landing on yeah so we're landing on some because we're trading our life for it that's the that's the premise here i love we're it we're training our life right we're training our life for it so you better it better be freaking worth it right yes so, oh i love yeah. it like we're spending like you know we're, we're trading our lives for everything so land on something big and beautiful and so we have the, the categories of goals you have understand understand we have our our clients understand the difference between goals there's a goals b goals and c type goals not seagull like the bird that you know poops on you at the beach not that it's a c type goal a, a goal is something that you already know how to do what are your goals i talk to hundreds of entrepreneurs every month and i tell you what the goal setting piece it's it's only surprising to me because of because of my my knowledge and coaching in this and i, pro, and I but i fell into the same trap before most don't have goals at all if they do, they say something like, you know, I'd like to be a better dad. Well, that's not a goal. That's a that's an aspirational uh, way of being. It's it's great. It's wonderful. But how are you going to define that as defined by what? Mm. So an yeah. end goal is something that I already know how to do. Mm, I don't know. Maybe I want to get a new lease on my car this year. Or maybe I want to get a, you know, a, a, a newer car. Just you already know how to do that. That's not inspirational. It's not going to wake you up at 4 o'clock in the morning without an alarm clock. There's no growth there. A beagle is slightly higher on the scale, on the ladder of goals. You you can figure this thing out. You can take a pad of paper out and plot it out. Yeah, next year we're going to raise revenue by 3%, and we're going to do it this way and this way, da, 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 and it's done. There you go. Now, you've already plotted it out. You know how to do it, and you know all the people and players in place. I just simply need to sell a free more homes, for example, if you're in real estate, right? Mm -hmm. That's not inspiring at all. Like, I don't need to change to – I don't need to grow to get a beagle – a seagull is different. It is qualified with four things. Number one is, this is something that I truly want. That's the question you ask. What do you desire? What do you truly desire? One of my coaching clients asked, I asked her that question, what do you truly desire? And she had to think about it. And she came back to me. She said, I want to be an author. I truly want to be an author. And I want to be a coach. So we helped her with that seagull, that big, massive, hairy, audacious goal. And that's what she landed on. It's something that you really want. Number two, you've never done it before. You can't have done this before in your lifetime. Number three, it excites the hell out of you. It's something that you just are fired up about and maybe scares you a little bit, a little bit frightening because you're, you're entering the unknown. Mm -hmm. But most importantly, the seagull is identified by growth. That's the point of it. It's who have I become in the process of going towards the goal? What version of myself? Because what happens is we end it, we, we then achieve the goal. And because it was so big and massive, it required that we pull on something inside of ourselves that we didn't know was there. And we tap into resources, the people, the circumstances, the events that we had no idea how it was going to happen. No idea. We just made a committed decision from day one. This is happening. I don't know exactly. Yeah, but Kevin, how are you going to do that? I don't know. I have no idea. We're just going to do it. 
We've made a decision, a committed decision. We've burned the boats and that's it. And then from that point on, we began to get help from unseen forces. We call it the bridge of incidences, which is the people, the circumstances, the events that all line up perfectly for us on our way to the sea goal. Other people will call that luck. And we call it something else. We call it something else. So that's a seagull. And so how, the reason why it's so amazing is that it's something that is so far beyond what we've ever thought was possible. We are limited only by the way that we that we think about it or what we believe we are worthy of. And so this is asking a different type of question, not do I think that I can do it, but rather what do I really want? What do I really want? And then we go after that. And what's what's what happens there is because it's inspired action, not just hard work. The action is inspired because we are emotionally involved in it because the subconscious mind is in every cell of the body. It literally moves our body into action. Our voice tonality, the the level of the level of, of energy on a phone call, a conversation, everything changes with the personality when you're locked in a goal like that because you have you are becoming the person who would have the goal. Absolutely. So you reverse engineer the process. You see that? And so that's the, that's the goal setting process that I'm so passionate about. And, I, and I'm fortunate enough to be able to, to, to share this with so many people and watch them go through that and become better versions of themselves in the process. Wow. And I'm going to say one word, one word, frequency. It's one of my favorite words oh, in the entire yes. world. Um, it's about changing your frequency. If you have lived a life in a low vibration, and this is something that I've studied so much so that I can be a more positive person and that I can impact the world in a better way um, so that I can resolve you know, issues with people when they come up or whatever the situation might be. Um, when you're setting your goals, make sure to check the pulse of the frequency. Is this something that's going to be in a low vibration or is this going to raise your vibration higher? Are you going to be reaching for the stars? And just like Kevin said, listeners, just like Kevin said, the forces, once you set this goal and you say, this is happening and I've been there, I can remember uh, eight, nine years ago saying, I want to make wine in Italy. Like this is happening. I didn't know how it was going to happen. I didn't know how I was going to get there. I didn't know what was in the atmosphere. And as soon as I started to say it, um, it started to magnetize, you know, to, to gravitate towards me, uh, is a better word. Um, but, it, yeah. and then it just happened. And then before I know it, I was, I was sitting in, you know, making these wines, making the Mate Picciano di Abruzzo's and the Malbec's and I'm there with wine unologists and I'm, 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 I'm tasting the grapes and I'm like, this is really happening. Your dreams can absolutely come true. And goal setting is such an incredible way to really start putting that one foot in front of the other because as soon as you write it and you look at it and it's there and it's staring you at you in the face then comes the action then comes the frequency and 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 in my in my life that's kind of how it works for me but i love um the way that you said that it's gonna it's gonna gravitate towards you there's gonna be a pull with the atmosphere um when you start going to spirit to you know to god and 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 praying and asking god god if this is for me you know show me the way show me some signs send your angels god show up for me show off i know you have the power to do this move mountains 
he will move mountains for you. Okay. They don't ask you whenever you have a goal, God doesn't say, well, let's check your bank account. He really doesn't Mm. care about that. He really does not. He will make things happen for you in such an amazing way. Um, And whether you're a spiritual person or not, um, absolutely your, you know, your dreams and your goals can, can, can come true. You just really need to make that decision. Like Kevin said, um, that you're going to move forward and you're not going to move backwards. And if you fall off the horse, you got to get right back on. I can't tell you how many times I've failed. And thanks to Brett D. Scott, I now believe that failure is my friend and that I can move past it. So great advice. I love it. I love it so much. Okay. So we are going to talk about just a couple more things. Um, I know there was something that we had talked about uh, previous to the interview uh, that you too have, have faced um, adversity as an entrepreneur and you have had some struggles. And I think that this show is, is about, you know, sharing the happy stuff as well as, as sharing the dark stuff sometimes. So people can understand that process. And then I'll say, well, he doesn't know what it feels like. He has never walked through it. He doesn't know what it feels like to go through that, but actually you do. So I want to just give you the floor to share about some things that you've overcome that made you the amazing coach that you are today. That, yeah, I I appreciate that, and I, and I and I recognize that. I mean, there's we've all we've all had stuff, right? And there's um, Virginia. There's obviously folks that that are dealing with and have dealt with really tough blows in life, really tough things. They've come out of some have come out of it, and some are still struggling with it. And and so I don't, you know, I don't come from this, you know, impoverished background where it's woe is me. I, I, I my entrepreneurial journey brought me to this place of of not really believing in myself. You know, I, I understood this conceptually, you know, I was holding this. I, I, I think I'm worthy of that. Come on. Like why, why, why can't I have that? But my actions never followed from that. So what happened was after eight years of being in real estate, I was still on the roller coaster ride. I was still riding the ups and downs of income. Well, now I'm a father. We have two daughters. We have one on the way. We bought the bigger house. We have the stuff, and oh my God, like there's no money coming in because the commission uh, that particular month was December, and I didn't have anything going because I wasn't doing the things that that type of person would be doing on a consistent basis because I didn't have the programming to lead me there, which I all understand now. But um, I had, I didn't, I couldn't pay for Christmas, so I had to share that, and it was super sad moment for me and uh geez it's okay this is a safe space yeah well i just i didn't realize i was gonna get choked up because i what i did was is i went back in the same way we can move forward with visualization but i went back and and i had a scene okay so and uh it was hard for me so it was a hard pill to swallow and um you know what we know is that we most of us will not make change unless we are put into that situation. We are mm-hmm. so absolutely unhappy with where we are. So I had reached the point where I had gotten there. That was it. I was done with that nonsense. I was tired of feeling like I knew I could do more, but I just wasn't doing it. And all that had to stop. So uh, I told my wife, like, this is it. I'm going for this thing, and I'm going to have to go all in and it's going to look like I'm not going to be home as much as I was before. And I'm going to do this thing and trust me on this. And so I did, I made a committed decision and uh, I went for it and my business doubled one year, then it doubled again and year after year. And it kept on going up as a result of that. 
And um, so that's my that's my moment. But I, I'm I'm sharing that not for any you know any pity. I just I, no, I, what I've learned to find out what I've learned to what about myself and what I see in others is that most people will not make change, and that includes that includes a coaching program that is designed to unlock the things that I've just described because they are in that comfortable spot. They're right in the middle. Misery is to the left, and absolute living with a just a phenomenal life is far off to the right and most people will not run to the phenomenal life they will only move away from that absolutely miserable spot we move towards pleasure away from pain the challenge with moving towards pleasure is that only those hard charging top one percent entrepreneurs even if they do it will move towards that the most people 95 percent will not move not take massive action to correct course unless they've hit rock bottom. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I felt that. And and now I'm able to stand here at, at a place where knowing where I am, knowing where I want to go, calling it what it is, knowing where my self-image lies in comparison to where I want to go, knowing that I need to move the thermostat up and adjust it because I'm not who I need to be in order to have those things in my life. So I'm making adjustments and I'm, I'm quite uh, comfortable with that. I'm comfortable with myself knowing who I am. Well, thank you for sharing a vulnerable, um, a vulnerable moment with us. And I know that you're going to, you're going to share another one with us at the end of the show. And I just want to let you know that, um, I appreciate you and I have had a lot of tears on this show. Thank you. Thank you. And I, I've had moments like that where I just, me and God, God, I, I'm going to tap out. This is too dark. This is too ugly. And whether it was my fault or not, um, whether it be losing a house from a hurricane or dealing with the loss of a friend or different different situations that I had dealt with, um, I saw that in the darkest of times was when I found the light. I didn't find the light when things were bright and shiny. I didn't find the light when things were going my way and I was just coasting like I, like I was on a cloud. I found it in the hardest moments through heartbreak, through devastation, through not knowing if my child was going to pull through um, with a medical condition. And when I had faith and I took a, a hard look in the mirror and said, okay, I can do better. I, I can become stronger through this. I can be a beacon of light for others. I can use this in some positive way to make my journey better and to learn from this. So I think it, it is really all about mindset and perspective. And I'm so glad that your business has 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 doubled in revenue and that you can share that story now um, as you know a beacon of hope. Like I went through this, but this is where I came out on the other end and you can do it too. I'm no more special than anybody else, nor you. I mean, we, we're not trying to be brighter, brighter or shinier than anyone else. We just want to share the journey and the content so that people can join us in what we're doing and, and, and living in that higher frequency. So thank you so much for sharing that. And I want to ask you, um, I know there's something that you wanted to share um, about being a dad, and I know that's really, really important um, to you. And there's something that that tugs on your heartstrings that, besides the other story that you just shared, can also get you get you choked up. And 
I want to allow you to take a moment to share that before we close the show. So go ahead, Kevin. Sure. Yeah, I appreciate that. I'll try not to get trying to get choked up. You know, I think uh, the the best way to summarize it. I remember a few years back. I, I'm in Toastmasters. It's a public speaking oh, yeah. organization. I'm familiar. Yeah, that helps. So it helps us clarify our message and become better leaders and and get what's what's up here in the brain actually out the mouth in the exact way that we want to, and sometimes even better. So uh, I remember giving my practicing for my first speech, and I my children were were a part of that speech. I don't remember if it was my first icebreaker speech or you know about me. And I was practicing in front of my team, and I just, I couldn't deliver the speech. I stopped, and I started to get, you know, choked up, and they're like, what's <laughs> what's going on? And I thought, wow, interesting. I, I just have um, this this very um, special thing that, you know, I, I just, you can't describe the words, and uh, I just want to be with them. And it's funny, my, my, my wife is, uh, we talk about our kids going to college, you know, Lucy's 15, and you know, that'll be here before we know it. Of course, I'm like, oh, my God, you know, stay here. Let me just, uh, you know, sit on dad's lap. We'll just we'll just chat for forever. Right. You don't need to go to college. Aww. But I don't really mean that. But that's just me. Yeah. You know, uh, tongue in cheek. But, um, you know, she's like, go go to California and go, you know, go explore the world because she didn't get a chance to do that in in her you know younger years. And she wants them to have that experience. I do, too. At the same time, I'm tongue in cheek joking like, you know what? There's a there's a community college right here in town. I'll buy a house in the neighborhood. You and Dad can be you know can be chums, and uh, you can just go to the community college. I don't really want that for them, but a part of me does, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So, um, someone said, I, I don't remember where I read it, but they were talking, and I, just, and I read this recently that I thought was just wonderful. It's like imagine you're um, you're just sitting on an island, and you're just you're just looking out, and uh, you're just thinking about you know how much love you have or maybe, you know, your spouse or your significant other. And, and then all of a sudden, you can't imagine having more than that. You're like, you can't imagine having more than that. And then all of a sudden, a, an island pops up in the distance, and you realize, well, yeah, that's, like, this is the love for a child. It's it's something you cannot describe with words. And then another one pops up. And so, um, yeah, that's, that's that's it drives me. I, I, have a, I have photos of my, my wife and kids in my office so that I can, I can, um, look to that when I'm not, you know, I was forging the business and I made that big decision and I grew it that they were right there on my desk with me. Aww. And I wrote on there. I remember this now I wrote with a marker, um, you know, dad, you know, thanks for doing this. And, uh, you know, we appreciate you and, you know, don't let us down. So I wouldn't quit, you mm. know? So that's it. That's it. Just to, the, my, my kids and, and my family mean a lot to me. And, uh, I'm committed to doing what I need to do so that I can uh, spend spend more time with them. And that's, as you mentioned, that's a challenge. That's a, that's a big challenge. Hard try, hard driving entrepreneurs have a hard time shutting it down, you know. Mm, yes. Um, but I I'm focused on it. Last night, my kids were playing kickball in the backyard with some neighbor friends, and and they said, and Lila, she said, uh, Dad, can you play with us? And I was dinking around with something in the pool area. And I, I wanted to finish the job. I wasn't done yet, which is a big thing for me. And something just stopped me. And I just laid down the, the tool and I, I looked up. I go, yeah, sure, I'll play with you. So I played kickball for an hour and a half. And it was the funnest thing I had done in days. And I'm so glad I did. So that's the, that's the stuff I want to embrace more and, and continue to do so. So that's what I wanted to share. I love it. You're, you're a heck of a guy, Kevin. I, I know that... Um... We are new friends, but I am very yeah. glad to be your friend. And I think 
that's an important message. Um, anyone who knows me, yeah, no, you're welcome. Any anyone who who knows me knows how much I love my children and what children mean to me, and um, didn't always have that, you know, growing up from from my dad definitely not um yeah. yes from my mother grandparents other you know but but not from dad and and yeah. you know it's it's really difficult and kids i just want to remind the listeners here kids didn't ask to be here we chose for them to be here and yeah. their little hearts you know no matter what their age is if they're two or 12 or, or 22 whatever they're still your kids and and Time is precious. If you take anything from this episode um, that we've discussed here with with Kevin, and you're so so amazing, so much wonderful information. But I think family it's it's super important, and you know, just be mindful, be mindful of time. Time is very precious, and it's also priceless, and you can't get it back, and you can't buy more of it. So make sure the people that you love, the people that you care about. Even if it's stepkids, or if, even if it's we're not even kids, even if it's your your elderly parent or whatever, just remember that the people that you love most, you really need to make sure that you make time for them. And being an entrepreneur is is wonderful and it's amazing, but you need to do those practices that not only align you, but align what's important to you, especially when you're setting those goals for yourself. So, thank you, Kevin. Absolutely, it, you're so awesome. And any any closing words and please let the listeners know where they can connect with you um what your socials are your website whatever that might be share that with us and give us your closing words um before we close the show yeah well thank you for for the kind words you're amazing too we are we are new friends and uh but i feel like we've known each other for a long time so i love um, that because you're because of who you are so thank you so much for the opportunity to share uh, i think my parting words is is i i always i share my purpose now and i haven't ever shared that before but it's to help people around the world to discover their unique gifts and talents and to bring forth what I call the square of life, which is, which is absolute joy and growth and authenticity and freedom and, um, people define freedom differently. I refer, I refer, I, I refer to freedom in, in terms of um, living in unrestricted existence. And I know a lot of people what, maybe they wouldn't verbalize that, but I think if we're all being honest, we really do want to do what we want to do, what we want to do, uh, with whom we want to do it for as long as we want to do it without any restrictions whatsoever. And uh, I believe that the basis of life is is joy. I think that's what I think we're supposed to be happy. And um, it's just that our programming has got us a little bit wacky and off off course for what we're supposed to do. And I believe also that we should be we should be growing. I mean, spirit is for expansion and for expression. So um, if we ever are feeling comfortable for a long period of time, I think it's time to get moving, set a big goal and get yourself uh, moving forward with something. It'll bring purpose to your life. And then finally, authenticity is, is living into your true, who you're really supposed to be and, and not putting up any fronts and just be yourself. That's something I had to work on, by the way, for many years. And, um, it's still getting better. You know, I, I, I'm intentional about that. So authenticity, who are you sharing who you are? What's special about you? Share that with the world, because I do believe that there is a seed planted in every one of us. And it's that seed that God put in us and said, here's your special gift. Now go forth and express that. And I, you know, we don't know that for sure. Right. But I, I somehow feel like that's exactly right. And then our our, our purpose here then is to express that and share that with humanity 
And so if we're all interconnected, then in that way, I'm doing my part for humanity and moving humanity forward and, and, and helping everybody. So that's, um, that's my, that's my share is, is living within the, the, the square of life, the divine design. And, uh, you can find me uh, no, a number of places. I've, I've got a, a few websites. Um, the one I'll share with you is Yoder Results, my last name, Y-O-D-E-R, results.com, yoderresults.com. And uh, YouTube, the same. Just look under Yoder Results for, for YouTube. Uh, I am on Clubhouse quite a bit. And, uh, in fact, there is a – there is a. Uh, it's funny you say that because tonight there's a, uh, there's a Clubhouse room with, uh, with Brett Scott. And um, – and he's doing that, uh, and, and Michael, which you know Michael as well. Yeah, and he's been on our show. A, yeah, mm-hmm. they're doing a, a Think and Grow Rich tonight in Clubhouse and probably a bit here, about an hour and a half. So, um, you know, you can find me there and, and uh, most of my website and YouTube. And, um, you know, I'm happy to connect with you and, and, and help anybody that uh, that needs it. Uh, Facebook as well, Yoda Results. You can find me on, on Facebook and happy to connect and share. And if you, um, you know, if you need me for anything or have any questions on any of the stuff that we covered, I'm here for you. Absolutely. And you are most welcome. It was an honor and a privilege to have you on the show today. Um, and, you know, just to validate something that you just said, uh, closing out the show, um, we actually do know that we are supposed to use your gifts. And I, I talked about it on um, on the last episode that I did, and I'll say it again, First uh, Timothy 4, uh, Four verses 14 and 15, it talks about using your gifts. So give you a little homework to do, Kevin. Uh, since you like reading and teaching, um, God actually commands us to use our gifts. And I love that because that makes me yes. not be like sitting around and saying, oh, well, I have this gift, but I don't really feel like using it. No, I have to use it. He wants me to use it. And 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 that doesn't always mean that you have to use it to make money, by the way, folks. Uh, sometimes you can use your gift uh, because it uplifts people. Sometimes you can use your gift because um, it makes you feel, you know, healed. Or like with me, I paint. When I first started painting, I wasn't trying to sell my paintings. I was just painting because it healed me and God wanted me to use my gift. So there you go. I didn't know how that was going to turn out. So absolutely use your gifts. Um, help inspire other people be an encouragement to other people. Go check out yoderresults.com. And also, please, please go on joinvirginiarose.com. Go subscribe so you can get episodes just like this and wonderful new episodes all the time right into your email. Um, when you subscribe, you will get daily inspirations and you will learn about guests just like Kevin. So thank you so much again, Kevin, for being here. And please stay with us. We'll have more after this quick break.
Hello and welcome back. Again, this is your host, Virginia Rose. And what a wonderful conversation that an interview that was with Mr. Kevin Yoder. So check him out, uh, yoderresults.com. He will help you if you are you know, kind of stuck and you are looking to set some new goals. Maybe the pandemic has got you down and you just, you're looking for a clean slate. You really want to move forward, but you're not sure how, or, you know, you keep running into brick walls. You're not sure how to change your mindset so that you can really reach for the stars, you know, reach for those dreams and do everything that you want to do and everything that you deserve to do in your life to move forward. So a huge special thank you to Kevin again for being on the show today. He gave us so many wonderful uh, golden nuggets of information um, for us to take in and, you know, really remembering what this season is all about, which is rising up and finding the power within. It's been there the whole entire time. So what a wonderful interview again. Uh, Coming up, next on our next podcast we're going to have tim beanland coming to us all the way from australia and i look forward to that interview you guys are going to hear his personal story and his journey and it's going to be a great episode so have a wonderful day and thank you so much for joining us and don't forget to go on joinvirginiarose.com and go subscribe now so you can get more episodes just like this right into your inbox have a fantastic day